0: Welcome to the Franklin Podcast. In this episode, I spoke with Victoria Ratliff, news editor, about her storytelling process and how she got started as a writer. Hi, this is Ari, and welcome to the Franklin Podcast. I am here with Victoria Ratliff, news editor for the Franklin, and I'm really glad that I'm getting to talk with you today, Victoria. How are you today?
1: I'm doing good. How
0: about you? I'm doing pretty good. So basically, I just wanted to jump right into it and ask you, how did you get started on the Franklin? What initially got you involved with working on this newspaper?
1: Um, So I knew coming into Franklin College, so my senior year of high school, that I wanted to uh, major in journalism, and uh, that's what I wanted to do. And so when I came and interviewed for the Pulliam Scholarship, I originally talked to John Kroll. Uh, and I remember he talked about the Franklin and everything that they get to do. And, um, Erica Irish, who's our current web editor was there helping, um, not interview us, but help us, you know, pre-interview and talk to us and stuff and kind of introduce us to PSJ. And, um, I just, it sounded so cool. And so my freshman year I signed up for it and I started, um, initially I just did reporting. So Mm -hmm. I did a lot of like news and and feature stuff like that.
0: That's really cool. So how did you get involved with being the
1: news editor? What drove you to that position? Um, so my freshman year, it was second semester and that's usually when like all the applications get sent out for all the editors. And originally I wasn't going to apply all like for any position. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it was uh, Emily Ketterer reached out to me and said that I should apply for a news editor. And so I just kind of figured, why not? And I went ahead and applied. And um, back when things were still in person, I talked with her and Erica Irish in person. Um, And then I got the position.
0: Awesome. So what would you say as news editor for the Franklin... Uh, first of all how long have you been news editor
1: um so it's three semesters
0: so like a Mm -hmm. year and a half nice so what would you say are the best parts of that
1: um I think something for me that I really like is I like keeping like staying in touch with stuff that's happening on campus Mm -hmm. um especially being the news editor like it I think a lot of what I do, now that we have a separate web editor that does content for the website, um, I focus mostly on stuff that goes in the print, but I still like a lot of that stuff that goes online, you know, breaking news or just web stories still goes by me. And so I like just seeing like everything that's going on on campus and being able to kind of like sift through some of the events and stuff and pick out, you know, what are some of the deeper stories that we can find here And things that we can go in depth about in our actual issue, our physical paper issue, and then what are things that, you know, can be fun but can, you know, be posted online. And so for me that's really fun. And I also like, um, like I said, sifting through stories and trying to find things that you know, I think will be important for students on campus and important for people not only at Franklin College, but in Franklin, like the whole community. Mm -hmm. And so I just really like being able to go through and look at stuff and and trying to find like, like directions for stories, you know what I mean? Like taking a big idea and and trying to find like, you know, how is this interesting to people on campus and off campus?
0: Yeah, of course. I think that's, you know, just a big part of it just trying to find what can be interesting because also I feel like maybe some stories at face value don't seem that interesting until you take that deep dive talk to people about it and just find out more than just what's happening at face value you know
1: yeah and that's something that's like kind of like it's taken me a little while to like get used to like at first um, especially even my freshman year like before I was making these decisions it, you know I was choosing what story ideas to bring to you know our brainstorming days and stuff and now it's sometimes you don't know if a story is a story until you start asking questions and you start digging and you start looking into stuff and so my my first year as news editor you know I would I would choose stories that already seemed like they had enough like substance enough um, like information to make them in the paper. And then, you know, sometimes I think back and I'm like, did I ever miss something? You know what I mean? Did I ever miss a, a really good story because I thought it wasn't interesting enough at first yeah. and didn't give, give someone the time to like, you know, start asking questions and start looking into it. So it's something I kind of think about and something we've gotten like as a, an editor's team better at this year of you know saying well we can put a reporter on it to just look into it and if it doesn't work out then it doesn't work out and it's not a big deal but if it does work out then that's you know something we could have possibly missed you know
0: right and just basically trying to find out is this worth our effort to write a story about or is it nothing and it's like you know sometimes like you said you don't know it's a story until you go and you do that work yeah and that's really interesting I feel like that's just an aspect of journalism that a lot of people don't really think about is just the fact that like maybe on base level some things might not seem that interesting but the minute you do some investigation you can really figure out what's going on and figure out if it's worth telling a story about.
1: Yeah my my freshman year I was just reporting I you know I was attracted to a lot of like the feature stories just because I felt like a lot of times it was like you know here's this I don't know, here's this bigger idea. And then here's one specific person or one specific group and how they're dealing with that or what they're doing with that. And I think like, there's a lot of journalism out there that is like features, especially now, like, like with COVID, for example, you know, it's this big, huge, broad idea, but then it's like news, news outlets and newspapers, you know, they find a way to, 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 make it less broad if that makes sense you know by doing a feature about one specific person
0: right um,
1: kind of it it brings it down to like this I don't know like one-on-one level where you can more relate with the person and what's going on and so I really I think like it's something that took me a little while to realize that like you know these stories these feature stories is really interesting stories don't just appear out of thin air like you sometimes have like search for them you have to like do the work first before you even find it and I thought you know how do these people and reporters find these so like interesting cool stories and it's like well they have to do the work first before they even get you know to the starting point.
0: Absolutely. Um, So what would you say would be maybe the not so great parts of being a news editor? Like what are some of the things that just aren't that that awesome that still come with the job
1: um I think like I think it it goes for like all the editors I think there's a lot of work that we put in that um even people who are on the Franklin even just like regular reporters don't see Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of work that happens on deadline nights and in meetings and stuff that like we don't talk about with you know, the larger group as a whole, or just like put out there for everyone to know. Like, like I've had to write stories or rewrite stories on the night that, you know, we're having deadline night, the night we're supposed to (laughs) send all the pages into print. And I'm I'm sitting on my laptop in the back, like rewriting a story. And so Mm -hmm. there's just a lot of work that like, we have to do that sometimes, you know, we're like the we're like the last defense before we send it off to print. Like we get the yeah. work from yeah. the reporters and the photographers and the columnists. They send it to us. We edit it. We proofread it, you know, all that. And then we approve it and send it off. And it's like, sometimes you catch things. You're like a net. Sometimes you catch things that like, you don't have time to send it back to the reporter mm-hmm. and get it fixed. Sometimes you just have to make that executive decision of like, well, we don't have time to, redo this. We just have to make these last minute, like game time decisions. And sometimes they're really hard. Like sometimes they're, we have to cut a whole section or something, or we have to, you know, do, you know, rewrite a story or cut this or do that or replace it or move it around. And there's just so much that it's sometimes it's really nerve wracking of like, oh my gosh, like, is this the right decision? Is this the right move? you don't have a lot of time to like think about it or whatever. you just have to do it and it's sometimes like <laughs> it's kind of nerve-wracking sometimes because it's like well no matter what that's what's getting printed so
0: <laughs> yeah I can definitely see that I really like that analogy of being a net for yeah. I guess just stories just to make sure it's kind of the you know like you said that last line of defense before things go out to print and sometimes I know that can be really nerve-wracking I've been in that same position when I did opinion editing and it was like, well, I'm not going to make somebody come over here to fix a couple errors that I can just take care of myself. And it's, well, it's hard to make that executive decision. Sometimes it's just, we got no time to really, right? you know, get it all redone from scratch or get the writer in here. Sometimes it's just easy enough to just take the wheel for a sec.
1: Yeah. And sometimes it, I mean, Sometimes there isn't time, even if I wanted to like, you know, tell someone like, hey, get your butt over here so we can rewrite it. Sometimes there just isn't time. And sometimes it's just like, I think we've gotten better at this this year, um, as far as like the editors group of like, sometimes in the past, the editors have been the ones to basically like, run everything and like yeah you know it's our jobs to like make sure things go smoothly but it's not our jobs to be the editors and also the reporters and also the photographers and also this and that and whatever yeah and this year we've gotten I think better at you know making sure reporters are doing reporting and photographers are doing their photos and columnists are writing their columns and then we are like the last defense of like we're, we're being editors you know what I mean instead of like editing our own stuff you know what I mean and Mm -hmm. it's just it's I think it just runs a lot smoother too when you you know you have fresh eyes to look at stuff and I've had it in the past where I've had to write my own you know stories in my own section and I've you know made a point to be like hey Hope or Taylor can you guys look at this because I've been working on it all week and I'm the one that's supposed to be editing it and I don't want it to end up you know deadline night and someone else is like "Ooh, victoria that that didn't work out or something like that you know what i mean it's like sometimes you have to check yourself as an editor too of like Mm -hmm. if it comes to that but i think things are you know running more smoothly when we really do act as like i said like that net like the final checkpoint
0: you know for sure um so how would you describe your your news writing and your editing process
1: Um, I think so. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. I guess that's something I've never really thought of. I think like I go in and I think it's both a good thing and a flaw. I go into interviews and stories a lot, like with an idea of what I want to write about. And I think it, it can be a good thing because you can get a head start on like you know what kind of questions you want to ask you know what you want to write about you know what you know how to do that and how to get from point a to point b and then sometimes it's a bad thing because you miss stuff you know you you are so focused on the questions you wrote down that you don't sit and think about the answer someone just gave you and think like oh I don't actually understand that at all or they need to clarify that I need to ask a follow-up question or or like that but I think typically just for kind of simple stories, I kind of think about it beforehand, like obviously brainstorm questions, but you know, kind of have an angle um, beforehand. And then obviously a lot of times it changes based on the answers I get uh, from a source. And then after that, I usually, um, the thing that gets me, the thing that's hardest for me is the lead. Um, leads are just so... <laughs> Every now and then, I will have a lead that pops into my head. That, like, when I start writing a story, where I'm like, I already know what I want this the lead to be. I already know what I want the first sentence to be, and I can write the rest of the story based on that. And Mm -hmm. sometimes it is something that I have to struggle over for a week or two and (laughs) think about, like, what is the perfect way to introduce this story. And um, I think it just. Depends on the topic too like as a journalist you don't get to pick and choose what you write about a lot of times and there are certain things that I'm super super into and topics I really want to write about and when I get to write about them I think like in my writing it's obvious like I just get like a creativity like uh, I don't know like I just get tons and tons of ideas because it's something I'm I'm interested in and then sometimes you get topics that you don't know about or you're really not interested in or you don't not that you don't care about them but just things you're not super into and then it's just so for me at least it's like a lot harder to think of like leads and transitions and ways to make it you know interesting or finding that like angle yeah
0: for sure and I I kind of feel that too from my writing experience sometimes when it's not something you're The most invested in it is almost like metaphorically dragging your feet sometimes. It's just like, this isn't that interesting, but it's kind of like, I got to get it done. Basically, I try to make myself interested in it because genuinely, like, you know, for me, for me, I like doing interviews and stuff. So just getting to hear other people's thoughts about something, no matter what it is, will always be interesting to me. So that's kind of how I like ignite my own interest in a topic that might have not seemed that interesting before.
1: Right. And my thing, like I sometimes like as a journalist, it's really easy to like lose sight, like so easy to get caught up in like deadlines and like like you always I feel like as a journalist, you always have tons on your plate. And it's like so easy to get caught up in that. And every now and then you have a story that just like sparks that like you get that like aha moment. You're (laughs) like, oh, yeah, that's why I liked it. That's why I wanted to do it like professionally. That's why I got into it. And sometimes you just need that little bit of like, it's almost like a boost of motivation of like, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing this like for a reason. And then also it's like, even those stories that maybe you aren't super into, like you said, like talking to people who care about it, make you realize like, maybe it's not important to me, but this is something that's important to other people. And it's something that there's people out there who care about it and who want to know about it. And your job as a journalist is to, you know, get information out there and even if you don't care about it or even if it's something you don't even agree with like you're against it you know it's it's Mm -hmm. not about you as the reporter it's about the audience and it's like something you can so easily like lose sight of it's so so easy to do especially when like you're caught up in like everything else that you've got going on
0: definitely so this is just kind of a silly like hypothetical question but I just want to see like what your thoughts are on this yeah yeah so if you could write a story about anything in the world, you know, big or small, you know, otherworldly or down to earth, like what would it be and why?
1: Um, I think this is so funny because like <laughs> these are my favorite types of stories to write. I think like my dream story, if I could like make it up, would be some type of like feature that takes like a kind of like what I was talking about earlier, like takes like a big idea or a big like event, and kind of narrows it down to like one person's experience, or one person's like thoughts, or, you know, hardships or something. Um, I really, really like those types of stories, like, like how I said earlier, like, for example, COVID, you know, maybe finding one family's um, story about, you know, how they're struggling, or what they've, how they've, you know, worked through COVID, or like, You know, what has changed for them. Like there's tons Mm -hmm. of stories out there of like this family opened a business, you know, even during COVID. And I love those stories of like you get so caught up in like what's happening in your own life that sometimes you don't even think about things that are happening in other people's lives. You don't even think about like everybody else in the world. And it's so crazy that there are like I mean what, three hundred million people in the country and like you're just one person. Right. And there's so many stories out there I love those kinds of stories that are like this is happening to everyone or a bunch of people mm-hmm. but like one person or one group's like experiences
0: yeah that's always been really interesting to me just kind of like um just a glimpse a snapshot into one person's life or a group of people's life during something that we're all experiencing or maybe like I also like on that topic recounts of more like historical events obviously COVID will be a massive historical event like no kidding but things that happened before my lifetime or when I was too young to know what was going on and just hearing how people talked about it is really cool yeah
1: I love like World War II stories like you know now that you know some veterans and stuff are some are still alive and there's really only a few you know people who lived through and experienced that firsthand left it's so cool to see like first-hand stories and first-hand accounts of people who lived through that stuff because after that like in you know 20 years all that's going to be left are secondhand tellings or like recordings of those people you know what I mean and it's yeah I totally agree I love like historical you know stories and stuff Mm -hmm.
0: just looking into people's lives is always just interesting it's one of my favorite aspects about writing is just the humanity of it all just talking to people
1: yeah, and I love, like, as news editor, I love that the feature and the lead stories are in my section, because especially the feature. Features just have, like, a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. They're my favorite things to write. They're my favorite things to work on, um, and, like, even in a small town, small-ish, medium town, like, Franklin, Indiana, like, there's still, like, stories of people, like, great, you know, amazing stories, you know, and really cool people here. Like, there's, you know maybe there's 20 or 30,000 people in franklin but that's 20 or 30,000 different stories and um it's so easy like i said to just like forget about others and forget about like other people have their own individual lives too and i love that i in my section i get to like be a part of those stories each week cuz i think it's just so important
0: absolutely and that's like really thoughtful and just really interesting kind of introspective on the whole thing
1: yeah um yeah I love I love all that so to kind of
0: wrap all this up um what kind of advice would you have for somebody who would want to be getting into news writing
1: um man there's so much but I think let me think I think like the biggest thing is like don't don't think you can't do it. And it's so, so easy to talk yourself out of doing stuff. And it's so hard to talk yourself into doing stuff. Mm -hmm. And in high school, I focused on video. Like when I showed up to Franklin College on my first day, I had never written a print story or a web story in my entire life. Like, and then now I'm news editor for the second year in a row. Like it's, it's something that I thought I wasn't able to do. And so I told myself that I probably couldn't do it because it's so much easier than having to like hype yourself up and, and really believe that you can do it. But it's something that with practice and with time, like you, anyone can do it really. And not to say that it's easy and that it doesn't take hard work, but like you can better your writing, you can find your own style, you can learn you know, how you like to write, what you like to write. It's you just have to do it for you to know that stuff. And so I think it's it's so easy to talk yourself out of doing stuff and to tell yourself that you can't do it because it's just it's easier to not do something than to try because you're afraid to fail. Yeah. Or you're afraid of what other people will think maybe if it's not perfect. And like no one no one's perfect. I'm not perfect. I've never ever written a news story that was perfect. I don't know if that even exists, but it, I think just understanding that like, yeah, you know what? I've, pro- <laughs> you're not going to be the best when you start. I have probably written some really crappy stuff in my, <laughs> in the past three years being here, but you know, it, looking back now, I'm so glad that I started somewhere because, you know, three years, four years it's going to pass no matter what. And I'm, would so much rather be four years from now and, and better than four years from now and not having like even started, you know?
0: Yeah. And that's a really great way of looking at it. Just kind of piggybacking off of your experience. I had that video production background too, from high school, but newspaper, yeah. just like a big leap of faith. It's like, you know what? I'm going to join it. I'm going to see if I like it. If I don't like it, there's other things I can do, but I just want to be a journalist.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think like It's, and I don't know why as humans, and I know I do this too. It's just a part of like anxiety and stuff. Like, it's so easy to tell yourself, you can't do something and talk yourself out of it. I know for myself, it's because I'm scared of failure or I'm scared of critique, but like, that's how you get better. Mm -hmm. Like I can tell you, I have failed many things in my lifetime. Like it, no one's perfect. You don't get through life without a little bit of failure. And it's, it's taken me such a long time to be okay with that. But I am because I realized like, You you get better from it. You you know, you don't learn from someone giving you feedback and saying, perfect, I don't see any mistakes. You know what I mean? Like you need critique. You need people to tell you, hey, you can work on this. You can get better here. And it's not it's not anything to be mean to you. It's not saying you're bad or you're not gonna be a good journalist. It's it's to better you. And I think like all the times I've had hard conversations with people like where I've, I've gotten like choked up, you know, where I'm like, Oh my gosh, they hate my writing. Mm-hmm. And like, I think back to it and I'm like, they don't hate my writing. They don't hate me. They, they care about me and they want me to get better. And, and I have, you know, three years later I have gotten better and I'm so thankful for that. I'm so grateful for that. And it's just something as a journalist, you have to be open to criticism and you have to put yourself out there in that way, which is so, so scary but it, it pays off in the end. It it totally pays off in the end.
0: Absolutely. I totally agree with that sentiment. And, you know, I'm really glad that we're in such a good program that is, you know, like with the Franklin, just the the push we get from others to do our best and to keep, you know, trying and keep moving upwards is just really special. And I'm, you know, I'm very glad for the people that have taught me and have been able to help me this whole time. It's been really nice.
1: Yeah, like being a part of the Franklin, like I, that's where I've met like literally my best friends in like the whole world, like that, that the newsroom and that group, you know, even though every year it changes because you have people that go and new people that come in, but there's some like, I don't know, like energy about it that just like you feel so comfortable there. Mm-hmm. And in a way that I've never felt comfortable before, you know, open to criticism and open to to thoughts and ideas and it's just a safe place of like you know we're here to like get better and we're not here to judge you about whatever like even like personal stuff you know we're all here kind of for the same reason that we all have this passion and love for journalism and and maybe for different reasons or different you know interests of why we like journalism but you're, you're all there for a reason. And having that group is so important, you know, whether it's the Franklin or a different publication or a different, you know, a group of friends, like having a group that you feel safe around and like open, you know, to, to critique and, and the feeling that, you know, you can get better and improve yourself around them without like the fear of judgment, you know, is so important.
0: Absolutely. Well, Victoria, thank you so much for being able to chat with me today. I really appreciated it and hearing your thoughts about about your work and what you hope to do.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks. Bye.
0: Intro music is how it begins. Copyright Kevin McLeod. You can find more of his music at com. For more of the Franklin, Check us out at thefranklinnews.com on social media or find us on newsstands all over campus. Thank you for listening.